0: Welcome back to the Super
1: Thwag Podcast. This is episode 40. The big 4-0. Oh, yeah, boy. It has been um pretty uneventful week for the most part. Yeah. Uh, did uh, watch a movie on your recommendation.
0: Yes. And
1: it's one of the best movies of the last 57 years. <laughs> that is a really uh, specific number, and I I liked it. I don't know if I'd agree with that assessment of it, though. Well, then you can go to hell. (laughs) Um, Just along with everybody else in that movie? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Uh, So, we are going to kind of be talking about that towards the end of this podcast. Along with some other news stories that we could find. We found, like, the most interesting ones, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And be sure to watch... uh, Go on our YouTube channel, and we'll be releasing... Two videos this week. One, a WandaVision Episode 7 review. And one, what I would call a breakdown of Mortal Kombat's first trailer. Yes,
0: sir. Uh, Um, We're finally uh, doing more videos now. Yes. Uh, Ever since the, uh, I'd call it a success of the... uh, Justice League trailer reaction. It was our highest
1: viewed video yeah. we've ever had. It's almost
0: at 800 views right now.
1: Yes. And that's saying something because we have literally paid for ads through Facebook to try to spark something and that. It's... You said it's at how many? Almost 800. Last time I looked, it was 530. So yeah, I checked. Holy hell. I checked two days ago, it was at 630. And then I looked today, it was like 780 something. So if it wasn't for that copyright strike for showing the video, we would almost be monetizable.
0: Yeah, we'd be making like ten thousand dollars. We'd be Even. making we'd be making like ten dollars. No, seven fifty right now, which is not bad. No, it's not bad at Six all. Six comments,
1: twenty four likes, four dislikes. Whoever disliked the video, suck my cock. <laughs> That's fair. Mm-hmm. I need to go on and look at the comments because I looked at the first two and they were positive and it made me feel
0: good. There's one guy that I know who commented on it. Okay. But other than that, the other three, I don't know who they are. Okay, cool. So. Right.
1: It makes me excited. It all gives me something to yeah. do after we're done with the podcast.
0: Fuck Facebook ads. <laughs> we got this shit like no label. Yeah. <laughs> Independent. <laughs>
1: We're like Tom McDonald's levels of success now. <laughs> Don't mention him around me. <laughs> All I'm saying is he does know like the formula to success. He I also I'm knows not... the formula to be a douchebag. I mean, I'm sure. I'm just saying, like, without a label, without anything, he's done yeah. well for himself. I can respect that. Yes. Um, hopefully that's where we'll get. Well, we will be the production company. Yes. And we won't have to... Uh, Ask nobody for money. Yes. Uh, that's the goal. And I honestly think that if success were to come out of this... Don't say if. It When will. success comes out of this, put it out in the world right now, um, we still continue to do the podcast. Yeah, I th- we will for sure. For um, fucking sure. Yeah, I don't want to lose what made us us in the process of this, because ultimately... The reason I wanted to do this channel was to have fun and change my, um, way I bring in my money and, like, support my family. And if this ends up not becoming fun, then there was no point in it. (laughs) Yeah, I just want to do this because I want to be fucking rich. Yeah. I mean, rich sounds nice, but ultimately, I just want to be comfortable enough and happy and not, uh do manual labor for the rest of my yeah. life like most people <laughs> and i'm joking everybody that's like very shallow um the reason <laughs> yeah the reason why we did this we're
0: just, like talking about what we like and yeah we just want to make a living off
1: doing yeah. what we like yes and it, anybody's dream yeah absolutely and it's not very often you find people in this world who share the same interests especially not on the levels that me and you do yeah um I don't have almost anybody else I can talk to about movies the way I can talk to you about movies, unless you go and look for groups on Facebook. And even then you just I just get shit talked the whole time. (laughs) They're like, Joker's an awful movie. You like this movie? Oh you suck. (laughs) See so everybody's entitled to their opinions, but like I I found like the one person where like out of all my friends, like I could have been like, Hey, you know, we should start a YouTube channel. But Damien's the only one who seems serious about any uh Thing that I'm passionate about. Yeah. And would be consistent in making content.
0: You know, I kind of have a problem with that, like, as far as, like, football goes, because I have, I know people, like, my brother's really into football, but mm-hmm. outside of that, I, I don't have any friends that mm-hmm. are, like,
1: into football like I am. If you would have caught me, like, six years ago, I wouldn't shut up about football. Yeah. Because that's, I, I've grown disillusioned with it. <laughs> yeah. The only time I get to talk about football really
0: is at work, because there's a few guys out there that are into it. mm but, yeah, other than that, like...
1: When, I love that shit. When the... Everything goes back to normal and we're able to actually go to games, I might get more interested again, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things to me, is, like, I miss actually going to the games. And if I can't do that, I have, like, no interest for some reason. Damn. I know. You suck. It, it's I, I will also be honest, and part of it's because, like, I know my team's gonna do shit. I still love my team, but, like yeah my fuck out of here my team sucked like since I've been born and I watch them motherfuckers every year yeah but you're used to disappointment I get high points yes you don't <laughs> that's what <laughs> sucks about like the Raiders because they start out really fucking good yeah. and then halfway through the season they just start like shit in the bed and when you do get to the playoffs you end up losing your quarterback so it doesn't matter yeah <laughs> I <laughs> cried that year I, I, I felt bad for you and for my friend Nate yeah like oof, that was rough It's like finally yeah <laughs> But, uh, I think it might be time to... Actually, first, how was your week? Uh, my week was, uh, all right. All right? Nothing... Not bad? Nothing crazy? Nothing crazy, just, uh... Just kind of smooth. Smooth? Uh, do anything interesting at all. At all? At all. At all? Other than watch your new favorite movie.
0: What's my new... Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, other than watching that twice, I, uh... I don't know what I did...
1: Yeah, I didn't do much of anything. Just work? Yeah, just work. Work and other work? Yeah. Okay. As vague as possible. Yeah. Um. Nice. Sounds good. Uh, what about you? My week was... I mean, I can't say it was uneventful. This was my first week doing the uh, Body Spartan program that I've been talking about, like, nice. incessantly on my stupid vlog. And... Happy to say, I fully committed. Didn't drop off the diet except for on my one cheat day, and did all six days of the workout. And today is my only rest day for the week. Let's go. Yeah, boy. I uh, I'm definitely excited to see how it ends up turning out once I'm done with the 12 week program. So I'm I'm a I'm a twelfth of the way there.
0: Nice. So. Speaking of which, I am. I downloaded the, you know, How to Beast the YouTube channel. Yeah. I downloaded his app, and it took his like quiz it's like a quiz to like see what your body type is and all that shit Mm -hmm. and i gotta subscribe to it in order to get the workout plan but i'm gonna do it this week on friday when i get paid are you going to be doing like going to a gym
1: or are you just gonna be doing stuff at home i don't know i haven't decided yet okay because i got some workout shit at home if you do i say you go to the gym i go to just because it is more accessible i would but i don't want to make you look bad you can make me look as bad as you want. You have... I go to the gym and, I, like, I'm going to do uh, pull-ups the other day, right? Yeah. And I can barely do any because uh, we had done back day the whole time before that. And so, like, I think I might have gotten two. <laughs> um, and then Nate jumps over after he did, like, a whole back and chest day. And he starts doing uh, the muscle... not Is it muscle-ups? Where he, you do, like, the full pull-up into a dip. And like, you go all the way up. Like, oh, almost okay. like a salmon ladder, but yeah. without, like, jumping rungs. And I was like, fuck this, dude. I want to go home. He's been he's been doing that, like, forever, though. Yeah. He, he's been doing... He's been crazy into, like, exercise and bodybuilding for the last, like, four or five years. Yeah. So, I know it's definitely going to take time, but it was one of those things that I'm standing there next to him, and I'm like, I can't do anything. <laughs> it should uh, inspire you. It, it does. It gives me more fire to... uh reach my goals Nice, because those moments where you can't do anything kind of like give you a little bit of the extra like drive to be like you know what one day i'll be able to do something like that if not that mm-hmm. so um yeah i think that's uh about all i really did this week was work out so uh it wasn't uh crazy eventful but it was a uh, fun in the long run um But I think that it is actually time to send the news. Send the news. The news is being sent to us right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What has happened during this past week, sir? Well, I
0: guess the uh, first thing we can talk about is Sasha Kale, I believe is how you pronounce her name. She is cast as Supergirl.
1: Yes, um, I watched the video on this actually because you sent me the link, and the way they did it was kind of cool because uh, Andy Muschietti is actually like doing like a Zoom call with her, and he's like uh, he's like, "Do you fly?" And she's like, "No, like I I physically can't fly." He's like, "Well, do you want to fly?" And she's like, "Well, like yeah, but like I don't know what the fuck you're getting at, like." <laughs> and so he like shows her the suit and he's like, "Well, you got the part," and she like breaks into tears and like starts screaming. As it, you would. Yeah, like... It, I would. It was one of those moments, like, it, it makes you happy to see behind the scenes in moments like that, just because mm-hmm. it kind of, like, shows you that hard work pays off. Yes, and she's the uh, actually the first ever Latina Supergirl, yes. which is really cool. Yes. Uh, he, we have had a Latino Superman, though.
0: Yeah, is that the one that's in uh, the Supergirl TV show?
1: Yes, Dean Kane. Yeah. Um, he's Latino. He looks Latino. If he's not, then I'm... A judgmental I know, person, yeah, I don't know. He lo- like. let he, me see if he's actually Hispanic or not. He has a darker complexion. That's <laughs> <fucked>. <laughs> like, he, he looks uh, Hispanic to me. You look Asian. I don't know what that's supposed to mean either. That felt really racist. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> if you'd sucked that the wrong way, you can like turn it off now if you want. It's <laughs> not, whatever. This isn't, uh. Podcast that's as uh, offensive as some that I've listened to. Like I, ha- I tried to listen to Stephen Crowder's podcast this weekend. You're wrong. Who? You're wrong. He's Native American, German, and Irish. Oh yeah, that's wrong. That's that's my bad. It's very wrong. So the darker skin complexion comes from his, Comes from his His oh my god, his native roots. Yes. <laughs> Which is a uh, weed shop in Colorado. There you go. And that was offensive <laughs> as well.
0: This episode is no longer called Do Sharks Have Tits? It's Is Anthony
1: Racist? No, it's not. (laughs) Um So, uh Why did we get newscasting of Supergirl? Why did we? Yes.
0: Because she is going to be in the upcoming Flash
1: movie. I'm still curious as to how she's going to fit in.
0: Yeah, my guess is like I was reading a little something on Twitter which you can't really trust Twitter really. But, um she's brought in in like a multiverse kind of way and she's eventually going to take over Henry Cavill's spot as the super person. And like I said, I don't know if that's like 100% true but it would make sense like as far as like the multiverse shit yeah. and what the Flash movie is.
1: And and, and I, I do understand that. I just don't know how I feel about not using Henry Cavill anymore. I don't even think he wants to be... I wouldn't... At this point, I wouldn't want to be Superman anymore. I'd be like, I'm over it. I wouldn't either. Honestly, at this point, he can almost just go play Captain Britain in Marvel and he'd be better off. Yeah. They Um, wasted him. Oh, dude. Immensely. He could have done so much more. Like, to the point where he didn't want to come back for reshoots for Snyder Cut. So, he's definitely disillusioned with everything. He doesn't want to do it anymore. Yep. I don't blame him. Yeah. You gotta let him go. Yeah, for sure. Set him free. Plus, he's already... He has jobs. It's not like... We're not gonna see him he's geralt he's most likely going to be end up being resurrected in the mission impossible series because people loved him in that he was he was a g in that movie yeah and i mean he has offers probably coming in left and right so he'll be all right yeah um overall like i don't know how i feel about this flash movie anymore i was initially very excited but they have started you just hate ezra miller Anymore, yes. I, I started off really liking him. Like My first experience with Ezra Miller was The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Excellent movie. One of my favorite movies of all time. We'll do a review of that, too. Oh, I would love to. I literally, like, dude, that last, like, 15 minutes, I had a lump in my throat the whole time. I I just genuinely, like, one of my favorite movies of all time. It, it made me, like, feel things that I probably... You probably shouldn't feel while watching a movie.
0: It, act, it activates something in your mind that... Something, like, deep down that relates to that oh. stuff. You're like, oh, shit. Well,
1: and especially because at the time that I had originally watched it, I was, like, towards the end of senior year, and it was, like, very closely related to things that I was going through. So it was, like... Shit got real. Oh, yeah. It, it hit a button. <laughs> mm. um, so, that... I... I uh, off the bat, fell in love with Ezra Miller's acting off of that role. And then uh, he was okay in the Harry Potter spinoffs. I didn't even see those movies. I mean, they're not worth watching, especially now that the casting means nothing. Yeah. Um, and then apparently I was listening to Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin's podcast. Was it last week or the week before? And apparently his character in The Stand... Is an offensive version of a mentally handicapped person. So... Oh. And then on top of that, like, I didn't really like his portrayal in Justice League. That really hurt him to me.
0: Now, is it because... Because I know... I think I've brought this up before in an episode, but Justice told me his reasoning for not liking the Justice League Flash is because he's so, like, invested in the series that I- he didn't like Ezra Miller's Flash at all.
1: I, lo- don't get me wrong, I do love Grant Gustin's version of The Flash, but it's not related to that at all for me. It's, ju- because I'm okay with them being separate. That doesn't bother me, like, I don't need Grant Gustin to be in the movies. The whininess of his voice, because he didn't try to play it any other way than, like... He's basically Peter Parker. Yeah, but, like... They made him, like, ultra-loser. Like, he literally has the line, he's like, I I need friends. In Justice League. Yeah, he's a loner for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, like, they they played it, they played him too cartoonishly. I'm okay with him being a a bright spot, but he almost seemed like a clown. And he was just very high pitched. I don't get what it is with Zack Snyder and making these people who are supposed to be, like, interesting really high pitched and shaky. Hmm. Like Jesse Eisenberg is Lex Luthor, <laughs> um, like, because these are characters that can be done very well, but like, it's like the characters who need to have the spotlight and like drive the narrative forward, just have to be like jittery. He's not. He's not very good at casting sometimes, I yes. guess. Well, I, and I was happy, I was excited, but like, that there are just moments in that Justice League movie that like made me draw back from him, and then I really was surprised with the news after he choke slammed that chick in Iceland.
0: Yeah, which was what over a year ago now.
1: Yeah, but the fact that even immediately after nobody said anything and like don't get me wrong, the video doesn't really show you enough. Yeah. But there was no explanation, there was no nothing and we're just going to accept it but we're willing to cancel everybody else for nothing. It was one of those things that just became frustrating, because then you have Marilyn Manson who literally accused of doing something 20 years ago,
0: which, you know, to be fair, I'm starting to buy into all this shit. Um, It's starting to look very, very bad for him.
1: And I understand that point of view, but it's Marilyn Manson. It's... If you are going to date Marilyn Manson, what are you going in expecting?
0: Yeah, and yeah, and at the time when Evan Rachel Wood dated him, this was 2007. She was 18? She was 18, and he was like 30-something, in his 30s. Yeah,
1: yeah. and and he had a reputation. It's not like he was a clean-cut, like... Yeah, he, I think he just took advantage of her because she
0: was so young. Yeah. So, kind of lured her in, maybe.
1: I mean, I I, th- I see that, too, but, I mean, if we're making it to where everyone has to be responsible for their own actions we can't be like oh she was too like she's she's legally an adult Mm, so we can't be like oh she didn't know what she was getting into like all news and everything of his whole career was how bad of a person he was
0: yeah and he's always been like not just like with women, but, like, as far as his bandmates and, you know, crew and stuff like that, there's always been stories of him treating them like shit. Oh, yeah. And there's even footage of him, like, fucking yelling at everybody. And oh, yeah. Trent Reznor has come out and about this, and he's like, there's a reason why I denounced him, like, 25 years ago.
1: I mean, and I, and I do get that point. At no yeah. point am I trying to stand up for him specifically. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, these situations where it seems like we've almost been trying to cancel certain people for so long, and, like, as soon as one... Small reason comes along, like a an alleged domestic abuse thing, then we're willing to cancel people right away. Like even Johnny Depp.
0: Yeah, there should be some due process before anything else. But everything's reactionary. There's uh, there's certain cases though where it's very fucking apparent, like the Harvey Weinstein shit. Oh yeah. That was very apparent. Yeah,
1: that I'm okay with. Yeah. That was disgusting. Yes. You literally had what felt like almost 100 women you had audio recordings of
0: him talking to chicks there's there's a bunch of evidence there
1: yeah it was it was bad yeah um but now it just feels like we're trying to get rid of people and i don't know why (laughs) yeah
0: i don't know we'll see what happens um i guess the lapd is actually investigating the allegations now like officially
1: with uh Marilyn masson okay yeah So, we'll hear in a couple weeks. What would that do? Because, I mean, and we're, 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 this will be the last thing we say about this, but like, isn't statue limitations up on that?
0: Yeah, I I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, in a couple weeks, I'm sure something's going to pop up. Yeah.
1: But yeah, so essentially, the reason we got derailed was. We weren't, the Tangent Express hasn't even gotten here. I know. We're already getting on shit. I'm sorry, dog. But essentially, what I'm saying is, I don't know how those people are, like, already pretty much gone and never getting a job again. But Ezra Miller is on video, literally like choking the chick out. And here's your Flash movie. Yeah. I don't know. It's very interesting for sure. Yeah. But to get my mind off of that, what else do we have? So the next
0: news topic is Zack Snyder's new zombie movie, Army of the Dead. It's coming out on Netflix in May. I'll be honest,
1: half the time when I watch a Zack Snyder movie, not half the time all the time when I watch a Zack Snyder movie I don't go in with the expectation that it's going to be life changing yes I'm expecting some beautiful visuals yeah. and that is sometimes just as good as a good story sometimes I, I, I can agree with you on some
0: level um, so yeah this thing new poster drop for it comes out May 21st and we're also getting a teaser trailer for it on Thursday
1: are we gonna get the D'Elia cut? no <laughs> that shit's to <laughs> oh man um you said it comes out what day may 21st okay i mean i'm gonna watch it because i don't know if it's true or not but i remember hearing the rumors that this was a sequel to dawn of the dead so if so cool if not also cool we haven't really gotten many zombie movies lately
0: yeah not really um i think this will be uh it's gonna be a hit or miss I'll say yeah. that right now. Um, I think I'll like it, because I, I do I enjoy Zack Snyder's films, because yeah. like, just like you, I
1: don't go in expecting anything, like, fucking, like, grand. Yeah. So, sometimes you need to watch a movie for dumb fun, like rubber. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't, like, enthralled in the story. I wasn't like, oh my god, this is life-changing, but, like, there were parts of it that were funny, there were parts, like, I liked what they did with some of the script. Um, the ending felt a little disjointed to me, but other than that, like, I did like it. And it's nice to be able to just go in without expectations and just have fun with the movie sometimes. And Zack is one of those directors that, while he can throw something at you, like Batman versus Superman, which we know people can argue about all day long, um, it is interesting to see... Like his world building skills, he's very good at that. Yes, and um, as far as this one, it was originally
0: supposed to be a sequel to Dawn of the Dead because this movie was first announced in two thousand eight. Oh, wow! But uh, then Zack Snyder got a hold of it and basically, from what it sounds like, it's he wrote his own story. I mean, so it's even be his then, own thing.
1: even then, I would almost expect it to still be a. Uh, there might be some nods to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe in universe, but not like a direct sequel with characters. Right. Especially because everyone would have been aged up what? Because that was two thousand six? The Dawn of the Dead? Two thousand four. Two thousand four. So I was two years off. I'm yeah. I'm trying to get on your level with the predictions. You will never <laughs> get on my level. Um but he I, I don't know. I that was one of my favorite movies, like ever when I was young.
0: Yes. And you can tell too, like that wasn't he didn't get his style yet. Yeah. On that one. Yeah. Could no, you imagine if he made
1: that movie now what oh. it would
0: look like? Well,
1: maybe that's what we'll yeah, see maybe, with, yeah. <laughs> Um but it it would have definitely been more visually driven, especially because that was one of his like very first like that was his first feature film. Yeah. So, other than that, he did commercials. Yeah, b- uh, all the way up to that. One of the best one of the best horror remakes of all time. Oh, I love it. Like yes. I think it's f- fantastic. And the fact that you can make Ty Burrell a dickhead and make it believable. <laughs> that made me happy. Yeah. Because I was thinking about him uh, a few weeks ago, and like I was like, I don't think I've ever seen him in something where he was like overtly the bad guy and then i was watching a what culture video where they were like uh i think it was like stupid decisions made in horror movies or something or something like that yeah and he popped up and i was like holy shit he was that guy (laughs) it's like i don't associate it with him at all because it's like so against type yeah it's crazy because he's always like the lovable dad now Mm -hmm.
0: and there's also the kid from air bud isn't it too he's one of the security guards or
1: that are in the mall I don't remember... What kid from Airbud? The first Airbud? I forget his name. I'll be the honest. I don't know if I've ever watched an Airbud all the way through. You son <laughs> of a bitch.
0: I'm sorry, dog. I, Let me look him up, because his name... I
1: don't know why his name escapes the, me. Only actors I really remember are Ty Burrell and Vin Rames. Uh, Kevin Zegers. That's his name. You see a picture? If you, you have... You want it. nudes or no? <laughs> Preferably not. Okay. It's not really my style. Um... Oh, wow. Yeah. He oh, Okay, now I do remember. Uh, you also had that uh, other security guard with the handlebar mustache. Uh, I can't remember what else he's been in. Uh, yeah, I forgot his name. Also, Future
0: from um, 8 Mile, isn't it?
1: Oh, <laughs> Mackay <Mekhi> Pfeiffer. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... <laughs>
0: My boy, Future is an Uncle, Uncle Tom.
1: Tom. <laughs> yeah. I knew that was the line you were going to go with, too. <laughs> Oh, man. I completely forgot. And then uh, that's, fuck it, that zombie baby, dude. Oh, that was life-changing. Yeah, that was pretty wild. I want to see something like that in Army of uh, the Dead. There's going to be some off-the-wall shit in there for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, Here is something I will say. If there was any type of zombie movie I would want uh Zack Snyder to remake or do in his vein, like with his visuals. Yeah because he couldn't do it worse than the original, do House of the Dead. That'd be interesting. Did, and Like, obviously not connected at all, but, like, if we're just giving him of the dead things to do, let's go for that one. Dead Island,
0: a movie adaption of Dead Island.
1: I don't know how that would Dead Rising, go. which is
0: basically Dawn of
1: the Dead, without all the other stuff going on. Dead Rising was fantastic. Yeah. I will say, I know most people won't agree with me, but the third one is my favorite yeah what yeah I know the second one wasn't bad no I, I did like the second one the first one was really good yes Uh, it's hard to go back and play it now like graphically I'd uh, have to go back it's been forever a lot of people hated Dead Rising 4 though I didn't play it I didn't even know there was a fourth one yeah you play as Frank West again but uh, yeah so ultimately I'm excited for that movie but uh, what else do we got this week speaking of sexual misconduct oh no <laughs> we can uh, go
0: over how James Franco finally settled a sexual misconduct misconduct suit from two
1: thousand nineteen. So is do you think he's going to get any new roles
0: or is he done? You know, it's very possible um, that they reached a settlement, which I'm assuming is he paid out somebody. Um, if they're going with that, Casey Affleck back in twenty. 20- Back in the 2000s, I think it was late 2000s. You remember that documentary? It was it was a mockumentary. It was Walking Phoenix. It was called I'm Still Here. Yeah. So Casey Affleck directed that. Yeah. And there was a chick on set who accused him of doing something, and he paid her off. 2010, that movie came yeah, out. Yeah. It was paid off. Paid her off. It was fine after that. Settled it. And then 2015, he was nominated for Best Actor for Manchester by the Sea, and I that's that. when she came back and started bringing it all up. Mm-hmm. So and then they settled it again, and he's fine now. So. I think it's, how long? <laughs> I don't know. It's safe to say that James Franco is going to be fine. I think.
1: Wasn't that that has to make it really weird for Joaquin Phoenix? Because wasn't uh, he married, or not Joaquin, but wasn't Casey Affleck married to uh, Joaquin Phoenix's sister? Yes. That has to make it really bad. Um, so, James Franco, do you know any of the details on the actual story? Like,
0: um, well, here's the uh, breakdown of what was alleged. So according to their class action suit Franco had allegedly forced his students To perform explicit sex scenes on camera In what they described as an orgy type setting During a master class he held on sex
1: scenes Um So I have Mixed feelings about this, okay So The word forced Implies That they didn't have the option To walk out first off and secondly i I, mean, I don't see him being able to really force them to do anything like that then you're taking an acting class to see how these things are done shouldn't you kind of expect that
0: well and here's another thing too uh, tither Kaplan and gall who were the two people who accused them they alleged that franco led students to believe that the roles in his films will become available to them if they followed along in
1: the class I think that's uh, insinuation because I think that's common verbiage. Uh, Because when they say things like that, they're kind of scouting out people in the class to see if they want to put them in their movies in the first place. But ultimately, you're paying them to learn how to act. Yeah, It's their option whether or not they pick you up to put you in a role. Mm -hmm. Unless they literally tell you, hey, you take this class, you're getting a part, which what the fuck would the point be? Because I'm... Literally, you're paying me to learn how to act, and then I'm going to pay you back Yeah. to be in a movie.
0: Well, and here it's, it's, it was brought up as a class act, class action suit, which usually just leads to payouts anyway. And that's what his uh, attorneys were basically bringing up, saying that the reason why they brought it brought it up as a class action suit is
1: they had a goal of grabbing as much publicity and money as possible. See, so here's my thing when it comes to publicity from lawsuits, especially for actors. Who was the last actor you saw that did a class action lawsuit, got money, and got enough notoriety off of it to be successful? That's... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. is It was kind of like the Casey Affleck thing, too. Because remember when the disaster artist came out, James Franco was nominated for Golden Globes and shit like that? Yeah. That's when she brought up all this shit. Right when he was about to... The attention was on him. Yeah. And... <sighs> Which is, the, you know, it's it's impeccable
1: timing <laughs> that's a word for it um yeah. it, I, I hate being stuck in the situation cause it feels political almost it feels like you need to take a stance but when nothing is said until someone's getting a claim it feels dirty
0: yeah and uh, you want to believe all women but, but there's situations like this where it seems kind of fishy just right off the bat
1: Yes, cause at no point do I want to say hey don't believe what these people say if you say that about one person then you're discouraging other people from coming forward yeah. in the future Yeah, I want the truth no matter what you but can't handle the truth <laughs> it's okay Jack Nicholson, yeah. just relax
0: um, tell the truth Will Smith, concussion
1: <laughs> I, I want the truth for their sake and for, honestly like I don't have a daughter but if I had a daughter I would want the world to be better for them and safer for them if they ever wanted to go into that kind of industry.
0: Right, because it that, that is a, uh, it's a questionable, like, industry for, like, yeah. little kids to get into.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, like, look at the hell that, like, and not not even saying, like, sexually, but, like, the way kids are pr- preyed on in the industry growing up. Like, look at Elijah Dushku. Look at Corey Feldman. Look at, uh, Home Alone Boy. Why can't I think of his name? Who? it oh, Culkin. Cole- oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, One of the bigger ones. Yeah. Look at Shia LaBeouf. Like, that much fame isn't healthy for them in the first place. And then they're... twisted. They're, they're not living normal kid lives anyway. Yeah. They're twisted by their parents to the point where, like... Macaulay Culkin was literally emancip- emancipated from his parents when he was, like, a teenager. Because they were both just after his money. Yeah. He sued his dad, I think, for, like, $45 million? Something like that. Because he just used a bunch of his money while he was growing up. Like, they're, I don't know, dude, like, it's just, it's, it's dangerous the way that everybody's preyed on, and if you can't be, if you can't have faith in people telling the truth about what's going on, then you're not gonna have people wanting to tell the truth in the future. Yeah. It's the reason people look at Corey Feldman like he's a fucking psycho when he says that Robert Downey, was it Robert Downey Jr.? Or, no, Charlie Sheen molested him and Corey... Uh, Corey Haim. Yeah.
0: Well oh, there's that. There's, he's alleged just, like, he, he was going to release a whole list of pedophiles that are working in, the Hollywood, in Hollywood. And I, I believe him because like, the way he acts now and the stuff he does is because of all that stuff yeah. that happened to him. It's unresolved shit.
1: Yeah, but and I, I know a lot of people don't believe him because he hasn't released anything. Yeah. And he keeps... It, it almost seems like he's doing stuff for money just to like get people to buy another documentary or something. Which yeah, I really don't buy that. I, I think it it takes a lot, like if you're about to drop something like that Yeah but it if you a lot. why would you announce that you're going to instead of just doing it? That that's one thing that's always puzzled me because mm-hmm. all you have to do to look at why that's a bad idea, look at JFK. Yeah. Seven days before J F K died he said I have discovered a plot that basically like threatens the very existence of like us as Americans. Mm-hmm and seven days later, dude gets capped. (laughs) Yeah. Why announce your plans for anything? Like, for all we know, Corey Feldman's already dead. (laughs) And, like, not literally, but, like, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, while we did get really off, uh, I I don't know. It's just, it makes it really hard to trust people in situations like that as much as you want to trust everybody. Not even just trust women, just trust humans. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that when it money is involved makes it really hard to trust anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when that's the only motivation for coming out and saying yeah.
0: Something.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, w- so do you think that he'll be able to go back into acting now, or because what has Casey Affleck done since Manchester by the Sea?
0: Um, he's done a Ghost Story. He's done. Um, I think there was a play he did, and he directed his own movie. He's still very relevant. He just did one of those GQ videos of most iconic roles or whatever where actors go over their mm-hmm. roles. He okay. just did that, too, like a few months ago. Huh. So, he's very much relevant still. So, I think James Frank will be
1: fine. Okay. I mean, I hope so because he's a big part of both of our childhoods with the yeah. Spider-Man movies alone. Yep. And then you look at all the other iconic roles he's taken on with Pineapple Express and Freaks and Geeks was oh. really good. And that's early, early James Franco. That's pre Spider Man. It's <laughs> like one of his first roles. Yeah, him and, and him and Seth Rogen. That's where they met. And Jason Segel, all those guys, Martin Starr. Like, yeah. it's insane because almost everybody out of that cast went on to do more things.
0: Yeah, Linda Carlini. She's the main mm-hmm. main. Uh, uh, cast member in that she went on to do Scooby Doo. Yes. She's in the new show Dead to Me.
1: Even the other chick, the blonde chick from there, went on to do white, white chicks. chicks. This, yeah, she's written a few books and shit like that. Yeah. I can't think of a single like main cast. I can't think of a single unsuccessful actor in there. Yeah, that uh, was a Jet Apatow thing too. Yeah, it's crazy that only got one season. Yeah,
0: and, it, and got, it ends on a major cliffhanger. Uh, too.
1: <laughs> I think I've watched like the first half of it. Oh,
0: this it's really good.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll have to get back into it. i got to see if I can find it again, because I mm. think I was watching it when it was on Netflix for a little bit. Yep. Um, any uh, other news this week? Nope. I think those are the only really noteworthy news
0: topics that I've found. Alrighty. So we can go into the other thing. Our other thing? Um, We can call it the Tangent <sighs> Express, because I'm sure we're going to go off.
1: Yeah, because this, this will be a little bit of... Uh, us kind of branching off into our own thoughts about something that is not directly expressed, at least out loud. Yeah. Okay, so we both watched a movie this week, separately, but together, separately, but together, if that makes sense. Um, like I said, it's probably gonna be up there in uh, Damien's uh, movie lists. Yeah, it will be. We're talking about Saint Maude. Saint fucking Maude. It's A24 movie that First
0: debuted at festivals in two thousand nineteen, and it was supposed to come out last year, and it got completely wiped off of the release slate altogether.
1: Why did that happen? Because of the the Rona. <laughs> <I
0: know>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, So it got wiped off the release slate altogether, and then finally got um, VOD released just in the past couple of weeks. Yes,
1: and, and I know all the weirdest is were... streaming
0: services too. Yeah,
1: I know you were freaking out because like I saw your uh, comments on that A twenty four group. You're like, where can I find this? And <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I can't find it in Denver at all. You guys suck. I know. It was awful. Um, See, so yeah, I, I was happy for you when you said, hey, I found it. And I was like, fuck, now I gotta watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I was excited for it, too, especially after you showed me the trailer. But was it the Billy Eilish song in the trailer that got you excited? No, not at all. Oh, I didn't okay. even realize that it was a Billy Eilish song. Yeah, it was. I will be honest. I think I've heard like three Billy Eilish songs. Oh, my
0: sister was like really big into her so I've
1: heard everything. Does your sister want to dye her hair green, or is that just no. like a Okay, no. How does she get her hair? Like, this is a tangent. How does she get her <laughs> hair that green? <laughs> I don't know. I you'd have to ask her. That's it's bananas. Slide to me. into her DMs. No, in a not non weird way. Uh, I think she's like eighteen. So she's no. eighteen. Yeah, no. I don't I don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's just start this off by saying anybody who is listening to this if you have any religious affiliation by no means do mine or Damien's views or lack thereof Or yes or lack thereof uh, they're not meant to offend you or offend anybody else um, but we're just kind of spitballing off of our thoughts with this movie so you want to start it off yeah are we gonna like do a whole breakdown yeah i uh i think a breakdown would probably be the way to go okay yeah so we'll start
0: from the beginning um we open with Maud sitting in a corner of a some sort of hospital room and the lights are off she's staring at the ceiling hands are covered in blood face are covered in blood and we see that there is a dead patient on a bed yeah and blood just streaming off there streaming the down and her she's basically in this upside down laying position basically mm-hmm. and mod looks up at the ceiling and there's a what comes to be a cockroach yes. crawling on the ceiling in front of whatever yes
1: it, off the bat already more bloody than i expected for the first three yeah, seconds. and i was <laughs> confused
0: when I first thought cuz i thought that was maybe like at the end of the movie so it was like started at the end kind of thing
1: i did too i, I definitely what I was expecting was changed from the beginning. Yeah. Like, going forward. Yeah. Because I, I did think that was going to be, like, the last scene. But then, like, right around maybe a quarter of the way through when you get your, like, first flash of it, then I was like, oh, okay. You realize, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, that's not the end. <laughs> yeah. So, after
0: that, we basically go into her... Basically, daily life is when she starts going to this house to take care of this... Other woman named Amanda.
1: Yeah, and she's like doing like a monologue over, kind of talking about uh, her dedication and devotion to to God, God, and yeah. how she uh, took ibuprofen and she just started her menstruation.
0: Yeah, and you and you, I think right away at least for me, like it's very apparent that she's like kind of a newly, um, devoted Catholic.
1: Yes, uh, and she they they do even say it in the movie. She's like a year year and a half in. Yeah. Um, and, but she's, we, we don't get to see how far her devotion goes until later. Yeah. But like it, it, it almost feels like a journal entry almost than almost more than a prayer. Yeah. Dear diary. Yeah. Type stuff. Yeah. It's very like, uh, here's the plans. Here's what I'm doing. Like, and then you kind of get like the help me towards the end of it. Mm-hmm. And then the amen. And I was like, Oh shit, it was a prayer. Yeah. Um, Because it did kind of feel like she was just rattling off what she was doing. Yeah. Uh, And then, so you see her walking to uh, her patient's house. Mm -hmm. Because she is a, essentially like live-in nurse. Yeah, live-in nurse. She's walking past... Coney Island,
0: which is funny because I thought it was in New York for a little bit. I did too for most of the movie. I was yeah.
1: like, how are all these fucking people British in New York? <laughs> Who are all these Brits in New York? I was like, there's one piece... Of, oh, one one person... Were you about to say one pizza? <laughs> I was going to say one piece in Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, how is there just one person in New York that speaks with an American accent? This makes no fucking sense. Yeah,
0: and like I told you, I looked it up and there's actually another Coney Island in London.
1: It makes a lot yeah. more
0: sense than what I was thinking.
1: Yeah. And especially, like, visually looking at it later, I was like, yeah, it looks British as fuck. Yeah. So. So Amanda
0: lives on top of this hill. It's like a very, I don't know how they got lucky when they found this location. Yeah. This is a fucking pretty nice house. It's what you would expect, like, a retired, famous, rich person to live in. Which is basically what she is. Yeah. But dying. Add mm-hmm. dying on top
1: of that. Yeah. She's a famous choreographer. She has, what, lymphoma? Yeah, or Lymphoma um like really late stages of uh lymphoma and she's losing her hair i was kind of curious why they like someone who's that obsessed with their image would not just cut their hair off at that point like cuz like you see her and most people i know like my my grandmother had breast cancer a, couple, mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago and uh, she got through that luckily but as soon as like the first sign that she was gonna start losing hair she just chopped it off cause she was yeah. so self conscious about it
0: yeah and you can maybe that's part of the reason why Amanda hasn't done it cause you know for the most part she's wearing wigs and yeah. she's wearing headdresses and stuff like that yeah um it's only when you see like Maude giving her a bath or doing something more intimate with her that you see she's yeah still has some hanging there
1: and you would almost feel like that would be more uncomfortable yeah I mean like everybody has their own thing it's just one of those things that and I know it does happen in real life it just Kind of threw me off. Someone that obsessed with their image wouldn't just be like, boom, cut it off and wear a cap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, so, she first enters the house and she's kind of like relieving another nurse.
0: Yeah, and she that nurse seems like, kind of like happy that she's there. She's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah. She's like, how
1: is she? She's like, she's a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> Those are her exact words. Yeah. Um, or she says, bit of a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> and so she goes and starts cleaning and doing everything, taking care of her, getting her food, all this other stuff, and mm-hmm. kind of get their first introductions. Yeah. And you see her uh, working around the house and doing that stuff,
0: and I think it's at this point where she's looking around and she, like, goes through some pictures, I think, and if you notice on one of the pictures, there's a lady drawn where she's kind of, like, upside down, laying down, so it's kind of like a callback to the beginning of the lady in the hospital bed. Okay. So
1: it's, like, little drops here and there. Um in is this the point where I think this is where she take she gets her room set up. Yes, and she takes the picture off the wall and puts her crucifix on there. Yeah, so she feels more at home.
0: Yeah, and I think after that she you know she's starting to stretch her out and stuff like that, and that's yeah. when Amanda says, "You're prettier than the last one." Yeah, and it,
1: you can tell it kind of makes her uncomfortable. Yeah, and she's like no response. Mm-hmm. There's 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 a lot of sexual undertones in the whole thing too. Oh yeah, well especially I mean you come to find out that it would probably end up making her even more uncomfortable because you could find out that she Amanda herself is kind of ambiguous sexually.
0: Yeah, because you could see her her ex-husband in the house at one point in time and they're yelling at each other and there's this woman that comes to the house continuously and basically just... She's a hooker. Yeah, she's a hooker. (laughs) She says she's there to comfort her and all this shit but they're they're just banging. She's like, yeah, but you take her money. Yeah, you take her money and then
1: Yeah, what happens after? Because you see her right after that, right? Uh, no. I think we still have a little bit, because we see the husband first. So, essentially, I I don't know if it's exactly right after, but after she stretches her out, and they kind of build their relationship, um, before they really get to know each other, she goes out, and she kind of has to go out on her own, because Amanda wanted privacy with her male friend, was that her ex-husband? Yeah. Um, and so they're sitting there drinking, and she's she goes to eat her burger. Oh, she she gives uh, the homeless man money. She gives the homeless man money, and that's
0: when she runs into, like, an old
1: friend of her, right? old co-worker of hers, uh, when they're all standing outside the beach. I don't even think that's yet. Because then I think she goes to eat. And uh, that's during the second trip that she has to make yes. out of the house. Yes, yes. Uh, so she goes to eat, and then she gets a phone call that she has to come back. Uh, because she, Amanda's shit-faced. <laughs> yeah. And her ex-husband's like, oh, like, she can't handle her liquor anymore. Like, she used to be, to be able to outdrink me. And he leaves, and leaves, uh... I can't think of her name, uh, to basically take care of Amanda. Mod. Oh, Mod. That's... Oh, wow. <laughs> um... Well, Mod's not her original name. Her original ah. name. I forget her original name, but she
0: changed it to Mod when she converted to Catholicism.
1: Oh, that's right. It's, it's. I think it starts with a K, like Kelly or something. Something like that, yeah.
0: Um. I've seen this movie twice and there's like, I don't know why I'm forgetting all this shit because I'm so focused on like the main shit. Yeah.
1: You're, you're, you're looking for the things that you miss. Yeah. Um, especially with all the tones and craziness that go yeah. on in the movie. Uh, so then she's kind of bathing her and taking care of her while oh she, she pukes like almost immediately after she yep. gets there, she's sitting there scrubbing it up and taking care of her. And, uh, I can't remember the exact conversation that they have right thereafter, but I feel like this is the first conversation they have about faith. Yeah. Um, where Amanda's kind of asking her like, Oh, like, why do you believe? And like, when you talk to God, do you hear him talk back? And she says, yes. That was the first moment where I was like, okay, like, does she mean yes, or does she mean, like, metaphorically? Yeah. And it was the first time I was like, I don't know if this movie is going in the supernatural direction or a mental health thing. Yeah. So that, that that's the one thing that I think people will... Split hairs on in this movie.
0: Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of people who think it's just strictly supernatural and won't get the mental health ac- aspect of it at yes. all.
1: And I think you can have both.
0: Yeah, you can. It's, it definitely plays to both, mm-hmm. but the way we'll get to the ending. But the way it ends, it really just yeah. shows you that it's just this one thing, really.
1: Yeah, in in my in our. Opinion. Yeah. Um. But basically, she even says that like when God talks to her she like gets the shivers yep it's almost like an orgasmic experience it looks like it like it looks it looks you couldn't put a 13 year old boy in front of the screen without him laughing because it literally looks like someone coming yep the Uh, whole time like I'm not I'm not trying to be grotesque I'm just I'm being honest like (laughs) that's you put someone with a low maturity level like that's the first thing that's gonna come out of their head yep um, not saying I'm, don't have a low maturity level, but, um, so after this, they just kind of keep building their relationship. There's not really a whole lot of, like, she doesn't really go to church, which I found surprising. Yes, not at all. Oh, uh, when she's bending her before she says, uh, you're prettier than the last one, she finds out that she's Christian or Catholic or whatever yep. it is. Yeah. Yep. Because she sees the... The necklace. The necklace. And she's all, who's your saint? And she's all uh, Mary, she's Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene. Which I was surprised... Uh, but she's like, I didn't know that she had her own, uh, like, saint Hunter or whatever. And she's like, I looked it up online. So it's it was another part where I felt like it was kind of a hint towards, like, almost web MDing your problems, if, if that makes sense, with that, like, mental health aspect where it's like if you don't do this, you're going to die. Well, like, the
0: whole, the whole theme of the movies too, is not wasting your pain. So she's not really like coping with stuff that, sh- that happened to her. She's kind of just using it. Yeah. In a like way that makes her feel like she has like a
1: purpose. Yeah. Um, so then going from there, they have a moment on the couch together. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. They're getting ready to eat lunch, I think. Yeah, and that's when Maude starts having her deal Yes, because she feels like... Oh, well, A, she prays. Mm -hmm. And because Amanda prays with her, she feels like she's getting through to her. and She feels like she's doing God's work. Yeah, and And that's when she feels God the most. Yes, so it makes her... It gives her the shivers, and then Amanda's, like, touching her hand, and they kind of do it together. And
0: I almost feel like Amanda's doing it because... Because the whole movie, obviously, she's scared of dying and she's mm. trying to find a way to, like, calm herself down. Mm. And I think in that moment, she's trying to play along with Mod to kind
1: of maybe see if that helps her out. Yeah. Um, it definitely... I definitely didn't feel, like, the acting came along the right way. Um, I don't feel like Amanda believed it the same way. No.
0: She used, like I said, she's using it in a In more of, like, a curious kind of way. Yeah.
1: And you could tell that from the way the scene is portrayed and, like, the actors do everything. Like, it was very well done. Yeah. Um, and then I think after this, she has her friend come over. The, we'll just say hooker. Yep. Come over. And so Maude has to leave again. And she's leaving that theater where she saw the homeless person the first time. And... Her runs into the friend from work Yep, is basically like oh like what have you been up to like I haven't seen you like after everything that happened at the hospital
0: yeah, and she tells her she's a living
1: nurse and she's like you're still doing the nursing thing she's like oh that's cool mm-hmm. and like the whole time Maud like literally almost says two three word sentences to her Just yeah, it's to, a very awkward uh, exchange yeah you can tell she's an awkward person to begin with yeah um, and it probably stems from that whole situation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who's to say that there was nothing beforehand either? Yeah. Uh, because you never know what condition she was in before this, but before what happened. But like... And that kind of worsened it. Yeah. Either that or just completely sent her off the edge. Mm. Um, So she's like, you know, I, I just, I really got to get going. And so she sends her... Uh, she, she gives her the, her phone number. She's like, well, just in case, like, if you ever want to hang out, here's my number. Yeah. And we go back to the house. Mm-hmm. And I think she just goes up to her room. Well, this is when she peeks into the door, right? Yeah, and sees. And
0: sees them getting it on. And Amanda notices her, but then she, like, covers herself up. Yeah, because she feels less than. Yeah, something like that. And then, then she goes to her room, I think,
1: after that. Yeah. Or no, she goes and sits at the top of the stairs.
0: Yes. Is that when, when, when does, when she, like, when she's having that religious experience again, when she feels God inside her, when she's, like, on the stairs, walking up the stairs, mod. I thought that happened earlier.
1: I think it did, too. Um, I'm sure it was after a conversation with Amanda where she felt like she was getting through to her.
0: Yeah, and then she when she falls, when she lays on the stairs, it's, it's framed as another thing of, like, laying in that position like the dead body
1: was the beginning and like that picture she looked at was framed like that see and I I didn't even notice that yeah um but yeah it was very much like her like doing her like talking to God moment Mm -hmm. again um so she waits at the top of the stairs and once that girl comes out she like hauls ass and meets her and she's like hey like I just want to ask you like respectfully do not see her anymore just don't see her anymore like we're getting somewhere i don't want her to like spiral backwards because you made her feel like she wasn't good enough like just based on the way she was like looking through the door yeah and so she's like no dude like fuck you she's like i'm not cursing at you i'm trying to be respectful and it seems like she gets through to her yeah and she leaves and then her and uh, or Amanda seems really depressed because she her phone doesn't go off for days, and she just is like very glum and not like it just seems dark and dreary for a few days, until and and Maude's happy because she's like you know like we're on the right track we're gonna yeah. get her where she needs to go, and then her phone rings and you could see the like panic in her face yep in mod's face but you see amanda's face light up like a freaking tree yep, and you can see that it's can't remember the girl's name but the hooker yeah (laughs) uh calling basically to set up another rendezvous rom sesh yeah (laughs) and when she comes back over nothing is said and i but doesn't doesn't the next time uh mod see that hooker is at the party right I thought there was one time before, but if so, then, I mean, that would also make sense. Oh, so she makes yes, because she makes the phone call and she's like, hey, I need you to go out and pick up a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And that's when they start preparing for the, uh. Her birthday party. Birthday party, yeah. And so she's doing everything, getting everyone together. And then during the party after cake, she's, uh, Amanda's kind of telling everybody how, oh, and here's another thing. Amanda always calls her, uh, Maude her savior. Yep. Uh, my little savior. Yeah. She even gives her a book with a bunch of, like, religious imagery that she writes in the opening, like, my little savior. Uh, and, like, like thank you and everything. Uh, so she's like, Maude's my little savior. Like, she even tried to get whatever the hooker's name was to stop talking to me and she's all oh shit Like basically like, exposing her ragging on her yeah and she like starts panicking and like Maude tries to get away and she's like no like come back over here like we're talking and so she tries to like like after I can't remember what said right at that point do you remember I don't remember she says something to Maude to what really sets her off yeah and smacks she smacks Amanda well I thought she even tried to run away again after that and I don't remember what it was that brought her back Well, when she's running away, it looks like everyone's, like, stopped and looking at her, like,
0: almost, like, in an eerie kind of way. Yeah. And they bring her back, and they put, like, this, like, napkin or something on her head to make her look like Like a a, nun. Like a nun. And that's when Amanda says something to her that sets her off, and she smacks her, and she runs out of the room.
1: Yeah. And then she gets fired.
0: Yeah, she gets fired.
1: And then I think pretty much immediately thereafter, she's, like, back in her uh, apartment Yeah. And she's talking to God, basically being like, I've done everything you've asked. Like, what did I do wrong? Like, why are you punishing me? Mm. And she, like, still seems like she's trying to hang on to it. But she gives up momentarily. Mm. She goes out to a bar and she's just trying to find people to talk to. Yeah, she's trying to relate to the normal
0: person or whatever to try to get, you know, fixed. since that that mission basically
1: failed, she's trying to find something else. Yes. And initially she's just trying to, like, find people to talk to. Um, doesn't work out, and then she spots this guy. Now, before she spots the guy, is that where she's, like, she sees these people laughing
0: in a group and she laughs along with them? No, I That's think after. Yeah, it's yeah, after. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so, uh, she spots this guy, and... They're basically just making eye contact back and forth. Yeah. And he he like lets his buddy know, like, hey, you know, I'll be right back. And immediately she gives him a hand job. <laughs> yeah, they're both just standing up. It's really awkward. Yeah. And he like comes real quick and he's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm so sorry. And she just walks away. Yeah. And then he goes to his friend and he's like, Oh, we gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um And then afterwards. Uh, she's sitting just hammering drinks, hammering drinks, hammering drinks, and she's looking for other people to talk to, and then she starts staring at those people having a conversation. Yeah, and they're, like, laughing, and, and she's, she's all, just <laughs> joins in. It reminded me of, uh, oh, what movie is it? I can't remember, but it, it's played, it's another movie where, like, Kind of that creepy laugh, almost like the way like Forrest looks at his principal when he's leaving his house after his principal fucked his mom. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um but so he's just sitting there or uh she's sitting there and she starts laughing and they look at her weird, but they don't like move away or nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. They just kinda of give her a dirty
1: ass look and just keep on talking. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you get a shot back to her and her drink starts to tornado. Yeah. And it explodes. Mm-hmm. And she like jumps back and hits the table behind her, and their drinks are doing the same thing, and then she starts to walk out. Yeah, starts to walk out, and she bumps into this big fella, <laughs> and she's like you owe me a drink. <laughs> and that was an immediate trip to the bedroom. Yeah, just like right after she's like riding him. Yeah, just going haul this, ham. This part tripped me the fuck out, um, for multiple reasons, but we'll go with the first one. <laughs> Well, A, he's trying to put his hands on her chest. And she's like, no, fuck you. I'm putting my hands on your chest. And she's riding away. And (laughs) she hallucinates her destroying his chest cavity. Yeah, just busting it in and blood's coming out of his mouth. Yes. And then we get, like, a quick flash. And this, this is when I realized, at least, that... The reason she got fired from that hospital was because this happened with an older patient.
0: Yeah, the patient that you see at the beginning.
1: Yes. Um, so you see where a lot of her trauma is coming from, like, right at that moment. Yeah, that, that like, immediately, like, triggers that trauma. Yeah. And I think this is the best I've seen a movie do with explaining trauma without holding your hand.
0: Being, like, heavy-handed and, like, exp- like um... Explaining everything.
1: Yeah. Like, there wasn't a whole bunch of exposition to be like, this is what happened, and this is how we got here. It's yeah. literally just a visual tool. It's through visuals. Yeah. It's really... Yeah. It's something you don't see done in, like, mainstream movies. Yeah. It's, it's very much in an artsy kind of vein. Um, where you also kind of are made to have to draw your own conclusions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then she jumps off of him because she's like, I, I don't want to do anything. Anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm done. And she's laying down. And so he's like, oh, like, I'll just take you from behind. And she's like, no, no. And he's like, just shut up and continues. Uh, he raped her. He <laughs> raped her. Yeah. Basically. Uh, I mean, she didn't, like, throw a fit about it or anything. And then it was really fucked up right after that because he's like, uh, you and my uh, mate Tommy... Uh, had a run in a while back. He's like, I knew you looked familiar. Basically saying like, you fucked my friend, and you know, I knew I would have a chance with you because you're like the neighborhood whore. Yeah. Because uh, apparently before she became like a devout religious person, because I don't know if it specifically said Catholic or Christian. Or She's something. Catholic. She's doing the sign of the cross. Okay. That's Catholic. Thing. So so we'll just say Catholic. And then uh, apparently before that she was a bit of a wild. spirit free spirit. Yeah. Uh, apparently hooking up a lot and stuff like that. Um, and I think that's why she went to that bar, because she was trying to get that back. like. Yes. You know what And for some reason, that encounter sparks... Or no, she goes home immediately and throws up. Like projectile. Yeah. Bargain. Like Eminem in uh, Just Lose, Just it. lose it. <laughs> When he throws up on Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um, and... She wakes up. Is the sink's w- running when she wakes up?
0: The sink's running. She makes a whole mess of the place. And then she wakes up and she just cleans it all up.
1: Yes. She's cleaning the whole apartment. And she asks God for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You see the cockroach. And is this? No, this isn't when the door knocks. Oh, while she was at the bar, I forgot to mention this. She tried to call. Uh, that person that she met in the street. Yeah. Her friend from work before. And it it didn't go very well. No. She tried to be like, hey, come hang out and drink. She's like, dude, like or she's like, I know you guys didn't like me so I was kind of surprised that you even invited me and it seemed like it caught the chick off guard. She was like, fuck you, dude. Like, I'm not just trying to like give you a handout. Like, I was wanting to hang out. Yeah. And it, she's like, I'm sorry for calling it all. Like, thank you, goodbye. And hangs up the phone. Um, That's when she's sitting on the toilet, right? Yeah, at, yeah. at the bar before she, yeah. like, bangs the dude. Yeah. Um. So, after she cleans up, then what... Didn't she... she open
0: the book and she starts cutting pictures out of that book that Amanda gave her? And she's hanging them up and shit? next to her
1: religious altar i believe so uh did she already run into amanda and her new caretaker yet i don't think so okay if not it's shortly after yeah um so basically jump forward a little bit we might miss a couple things just because this is it's very dense it's an hour and 24 minutes yeah Uh, a lot happens in a very short period of time for something this short to have as much content and as much thought put into it as was is kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, after seeing it two times, there's still a lot of stuff I missed. I gotta go watch it back and watch it again.
1: Yeah. Um, so, she basically starts cutting out pictures and everything in that book. is She immediately puts the, uh, text. Through the demon face and puts it in her shoe. Yes. And then she walks around town and she's still like kind of asking God for forgiveness. And you can tell it's like bothering her. And then she goes to the telescope or thing and then she looks at Amanda's house. Uh, she looks at Amanda's house and then actually I think this is also where she sees her and her caretaker. Yes. And it kind of sparks like a bit of like jealous rage in her. And she goes back home. And she, like, takes her curtain and turns it into... A, a, would you call it, like, a nun outfit? Or, like, I don't know what you would call it. Like, a saint outfit? Physically, yeah, yeah.
0: Something, like, a religious it, outfit. You
1: know, it looks like garb that, like, Jesus would wear. Yeah, and she puts the cross over it. Yeah. It, it, it's very, like... Almost, like, priest type of style look. Hmm. So, uh, it kind of sparks... And does she hear God's voice at this point? Is it right around here? Yeah, I think it's right
0: at, after that, it's at night. Or is it after her friend shows up? No, her friend that's after.
1: Okay. So, so yeah,
0: so it's at night, she's laying in bed, she's looking over at the sink and she notices the cockroach coming off of the sink. Goes across the floor over to her altar. And as soon as it like gets over there, it looks like a like a wave. Yeah. Like through the wall.
1: Like uh since this is a superhero-centric uh, channel for the most part. Uh, Man of Steel, when that freaking machine goes off, how it, like, creates that energy blast. Like, that's kind of, like, what it looked like to me. Yes. Okay. Um, and then all of a sudden, she, like, walks over and, like, hears God talking to her.
0: Yeah, and God is talking to her. Like, it really threw me off the first time I saw it. It was kind of creepy. Talking in a Welsh accent. So it's almost like...
1: Not even just an accent. Like, it's... it's. I mean, the the... Language.
0: The language. And I didn't
1: even realize there was a separate language for Welsh. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I didn't know that either. I watched the review for it today. So it's basically like she's almost talking to herself as God in a way.
1: Yeah. And I know me and you kind of discussed this before we even talked about or before we did the podcast. Um, it kind of reminded me of spoiler in the newest episode of WandaVision when it's revealed that, uh, Agnes is behind the camera talking to uh, Wanda in one of the, like the little interview segments, mm-hmm. and you find out that later, like they just pitched up uh, Catherine Hahn's voice to make it sound different. Like, yeah, it it, it almost kind of seems like it's literally just that, like her talking, then pitching it, and then like sort of slowing it down to make it seem darker and deeper.
0: Yeah. Because it it doesn't sound welcoming to me. No, it doesn't. It sounds very uh, demonic. It reminds me of the devil and the witch when the when the devil's talking to her. But uh, yeah, the god's basically telling her that she's known what to do all along, and basically trying to get her to go back to Amanda's house basically to finish what she started. Yeah, and so then um, that's that the next day. That's when her friend comes.
1: Yes, her friend comes and she's like, "Hey, I just wanted to say sorry. Like, I I do want to hang out with you. I wasn't trying to just like." blow you off like I work's been crazy I'm mm-hmm. sorry and literally talks to her for two minutes yeah. and Maude doesn't say a word
0: Yeah, and before that right before that you get a shot of the acetone that she bought oh yeah yeah but like a very f- quick a few quick seconds and then her friend comes in and,
1: uh, and she's making holy water yes So then her friend walks in, talks to her, and apologizes and all this for, like, two minutes. I don't know about you, but I thought Maude was about to kill her. (laughs) I did, too. I was really worried, and she, like, stood next to the door to, like, let her go, and I was like, oh, Yeah, she changed, too, because that whole time she was talking to her, she still looked, like,
0: disheveled and shit, and then she, like, changed, and she was, like, happy. Yeah. And
1: then let her out. I I think it's because she felt like her anger was directed Towards her initially, and like I don't know why it changed. Yeah, but it felt like it changed. Like she just didn't. She seemed like her priority was Amanda.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So, she like rushes her out, and she kind of goes out and does recon, and meets Amanda's new caretaker, Edith. Something something weird like that. Something there. Uh, Something along those lines, and that was a really weird conversation too where mm-hmm. she's like talking to her about her patient and like oh do you like your work and she's like yeah like it's fun to like meet these people but like honestly it makes it harder in the long run she's like because well, you have to say goodbye and she's like no because they die a diet. and then I can't remember she, oh so she introduces is it she introduces herself or she says something she throws her like wrapper on the floor from what she's eating and I can't remember what she says, but then Maude just gets up and walks away. Yep. It's real fucking weird. Yeah. Um. And then directly after, I believe, we go back to Amanda's house. Mm-hmm. It's the middle of the night. Maude is in that get-up, that, like, <laughs> priestly get-up. Yeah, and she, like, stands outside of the gate for a few seconds just to stare at the house and watches the new caretaker leave. Mm-hmm. And then goes and sneaks herself in. And stands over Amanda In in, in a non-lethal way at
0: first Because she's still trying to Get through to her Get through to her in a religious way She's trying to talk to her And Amanda's basically in a really bad place Talking about how she's really scared of dying Yeah And she doesn't know what's going on What's going to happen after
1: Yeah, and she starts putting the holy water on her forehead Amanda denies her like a few times Yeah And it seemed like it burned her the first time yeah. Something. Like, it, as soon as it touched her, she's like, It, it sounded like a sizzle too. Like yeah. it was like I was like, What in the hell? Like is she using like some chemical or is it supposed to just be like her thought of like her bringing out a demon or something? Mm-hmm. Like in like hurts or something. Um And then shit went real weird real fast. Yeah. Um her basically saying like God isn't real. And then tells her that nothing you do matters. Yeah. So, like, you can't change anything, and... I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly. Is this when her face goes, like, demonic? I think right before that, she, Mod says, like, devil. Or something like that. She says,
0: devil. And then her face gets all fucking, like, stretched out and throws her across the room.
1: Yeah. And... Mod doesn't look like she's going to, like... She, like, like, she still kind of wants to save her. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look... Like, what happens is going to happen. Yeah. Like, she's just kind of struggling with herself, trying to, like, figure out what to do. Like, mm. trying to bring her back and, like, get her away from the darkness. Yeah. Um, then she gets blasted back again, I believe. Yeah, second time. And, and that's when she
0: gets, what are they, scissors? Yeah, she grabs yeah. the
1: scissors and just... 80 times, it feels like. <laughs> like just like Lorena Bobbitt rage <laughs> and just goes straight to the chest and then finishes on the neck, right in the neck. Uh, my wife looked at me disgustedly cause I was like, if you have the scissors in there and you just try to like pry it open, like I couldn't imagine a movie doing that. Like that'd be <laughs> fucking insane. Yeah. Um, because I also don't think I've ever seen scissors in someone's neck. A no, joker. What part?
0: When he mercs that dude he works with, and him and the midget come to his apartment. Oh, shit.
1: <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, those are scissors. <laughs> um, and then... Does... It, right after this, does she just go to the beach?
0: Yeah, she, uh... You see her leave the house, and it looks like she's floating. Looks like she's floating away from the house, and she's, like, smiling and shit. And yeah. then, yeah, the, the literally next thing is she goes
1: to the beach. Okay. Um, and then... I did not know what the fuck was about to happen uh, in this scene. Because it just... I don't know if she was... I thought she was, like, going to get arrested on the beach or something. I I really didn't know where this was going. Yep. She just goes straight to the middle. And here comes that bottle of acetone. Yep. I don't know where it came from, either. Yeah, because it didn't show her get it. It just shows her she has it in the apartment. Yeah. And... Well, like, but even then, like, I don't remember seeing her walking with it on the beach. I think it does. I think you see it. it does? I think so. I'll have to go back and look yeah. at it. But, like, it really freaked me out because then she, like, pours it on herself. And I was like, I don't know if this is supposed to be acid or, like, if, like, what's supposed to happen. And then everybody on the beach just stares at her. Like, you oh, was... shit, before this, right after she leaves the house, remember, she goes back to her apartment
0: and then you see the wings for the first time.
1: Oh, and her, like, levitating off the floor. Yeah.
0: The wings are the one thing I'm contentious on. The levitating happens when she comes home drunk as fuck. Like, right after she throws oh, up, that's when she levitates. But, yeah, okay. when she comes back home from killing
1: Amanda, that's when you see the wings. Okay. Okay. Now, now I'm getting back on track. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you see the wings, and... <sighs> The effects... I mean, it's a a fairly low-budget movie. Mm. It's not crazy effect-driven. Other than, like, the rib cage falling apart when she's... During the CPR. Amanda's mouth stretching open. Even Maude's mouth stretching open at one point. When she does, like, the shiver... Yeah. uh, ...type thing. And... Other than that, I don't think... The tornadoes and the... thing. Other than that, I don't think there's anything really crazy special effects-wise. But... It definitely looked like some budget wings.
0: Well, I... I, I think that was done on purpose, though. Because the wings, that's, like, all in her head. Yeah. So, I think it's ready to be represented that way.
1: Yeah. So, I, I think she, for some reason, thought that, like, killing her was her saving Amanda. Yeah. So, like, her
0: mission is accomplished now. Yeah.
1: So, now she's, like, achieved sainthood, hence yeah. Saint Maud. hmm Um... And then going from there, so now we're on the beach. She pours everything on herself, and you kind of almost at first hear people that go, "Oh my god!" Yeah, they're
0: trying to stop her because that's when she breaks out the lighter, and that's when people are starting to notice and yeah. they're trying to run after her. But then it just looks like everybody stops. Yeah, as soon as she sets herself on fire, it shows like from the front view, kind of far away. That's when everyone's like bowing down, basically. Yeah,
1: and, and you see the wings again. Yeah. And it it lingers on it for a while. And it looks very like divine. Yeah. It looks like she's almost like ascending to heaven. Yeah. And then you get a flash of her just fucking screaming. Yeah, just like literally like a second. Like burning to a crisp, <laughs> screaming. She looks like Anakin. Yeah. And then the sky's just black <laughs> yeah. behind her. And then the movie ends. Yeah. I think. Mm, if you had questions about what way the movie was leaning, I feel like that one second is the answer.
0: It, it really is. Yeah. Because if you're ever questioning the whole thing, oh, is this actually happening or is this in her head? Yeah. And it was, it was in her head. It's
1: very much in her head. Yeah. Um. Obviously, she's hallucinating like the whole devil thing with Amanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just her not believing what she believes in and her deciding like, okay, then you're the devil. hmm I will say that... I I, I personally don't know my stance on religion anymore. Uh, it's been a long road with that. Ups and downs and everything. But I do respect anybody else's opinion to have a religion and have religious views. But there has to be a point where we draw a line on what is healthy fanaticism. Yeah because how many religious killings have there been like at no point does anything in my opinion really justify a killing especially not religion
0: yeah if even going back to like episodes of sword and scale there's people with like severe mental illnesses they always t- seem to turn to religion yeah as
1: they either think they're a god or they're being sent or by gods. God.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing for them to latch on to. And, and along with that, I think there's more bad things
1: that have been done in the name of religion than there has been good. Oh, one thing you can say off the top of your head is the Crusades. Yeah. It was literally, like, a ploy for land and, like, supremacy. Yeah.
0: So it's... it's just like you,
1: my views on religion, I don't really have any. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very uh, murky. Yeah. And... I, I literally struggle and go back and forth every day. Because, like, none of us have the answer. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not brave enough to say one way or the other. Yeah. But I definitely know that something like that is not the answer. Yeah. And, like, this whole movie is a
0: basically a statement on mental illness and what it can lead to if it goes untreated or if somebody thinks they're treating it themselves by going to religion or... And it always ends
1: in some drastic... Yes. Um, Not... uh, I won't say always, but... Oh, it feels like a lot more often than not. Mm -hmm. Uh, It does seem like... If... all, All I'll say is, if you do believe in a religion, more power to you, but... That doesn't, uh... Make it to where you are devoid of responsibility for your own mental health. Yeah. Uh, everybody in times of need, maybe what you need is, like, a combination of religion and meds or therapy or something. No one is able to take care of stuff on your own, and I think this movie is just a big message to that. Like... Yeah. Everybody needs help.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's very much like a movie, like, A Taxi Driver, First Reformed, even Joker in a way. Yeah. Where these guys mental illnesses go to certain extremes because they think that's, like, what they have to do. So was
1: this movie technically released about the same time as Joker?
0: It was... It came out initially at festivals in 2019, yeah. So, like, probably the same festivals.
1: Yeah. Huh. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, I... I personally did enjoy this movie a lot. I watched it with my wife, and I know she wasn't as crazy as I was about it. Um, but I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. Um... I would watch it again and I would probably recommend it to most people I know. Especially people who are really into film. Yeah. um, And people who are really into A24. Yes. It's a
0: very, it's very it, much an A24 horror movie. They pretty much fall in the
1: same spots. Yes. It, it's one of those, th- I, I don't know, they work with amazing people and like, it doesn't seem like they put their seal of approval on just anything.
0: Yeah, and this is a first time director.
1: Yeah, The Witch was a first-time director. Hereditary was a first-time director. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I I will pretty much give anything that's a twenty-four a chance at least once. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people probably will disagree on what we just said, just based off of one movie that's in the A twenty-four catalog, <laughs> Tusk, but <laughs> uh, I still enjoyed that. One. That was before they really hit their stride, too. Yeah, but I mean, even then, I think that's that's a ballsy move. Yeah. I, I definitely enjoy it. Um, yeah. Overall, if I had to give this movie an honest score, I would probably say, like, 8.5.
0: That's fair. I'll give it a 10, because these are, like,
1: my kinds of movies. Yeah. That they're very character study. Yeah. If we're going purely off of that, I will say that it's fantastic. Yeah. I, and like I said, it is very dense, and you get a lot of information. It's delivered very well. Um. I just wish... Like, I don't even know where I'm really, like, drawing my line on it. Because I, I, I did love it. Obviously, the visual for the wings is, like, the one point where, like, I have that little hard part. But that doesn't really ding it for me. Okay. Because it does show her mental psyche. Yeah. Um, I think that... I would have liked to see her interact with other people more instead of just Amanda. Just so I could see her... And, like, those few side characters. Yeah. Because, like, you see how broken off she is. Like, even the homeless person that she gives money to, she's, like, immediately, like, fucking gone. Yeah. I just am curious, like, because you don't get to learn anything about, like, her relationship with, like, her parents or what they think about something like that. Like, I think... Delving into that would be kind of cool.
0: Yeah, there's really no backstory other than the initial incident yeah. at the beginning.
1: Yeah. other I mean, other than that, and that's really just nitpicky stuff, other than that, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Uh, I think 8.5 is a pretty high score in most cases. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially because, like, I'll be honest with you if I don't like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, anything else you can think of this week? Uh, no. All right. it. Sweet, sweet. Well, uh, if you guys wouldn't mind giving this, uh, like and, uh, mind subscribing to us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and, uh, liking, or liking and rating this on Apple podcasts and Spotify, uh, it really helps us reach out to other viewers. Uh, my name is Anthony Stevens, Damian Leba. Peace. Peace.